Romans 14, 15, excuse me, Romans 14, 15 through 23 reads. Therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather decide never to put a stumbling block or hindrance in the way of a brother. I know and, and am persuaded in the Lord Jesus that nothing is unclean in itself. But it is unclean for anyone who thinks it is unclean. For if your brother is grieved by what you eat, you are no longer walking in love. By what you eat, do not destroy the one whom Christ died for. So do not let what you regard as good be spoken of as evil. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Whoever thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. So then let us pursue what makes peace for a mutual upbringing. Do not, for the sake of food, destroy the work of God. Everything indeed is, is, everything is indeed clean, but it is wrong for anyone to make another stumble by what he eats. It is good not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that causes your brother to stumble. The faith that you have, keep it between yourself and God. Blesses the one who has no reason to pass judgment on himself for what he approves. But whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats, because the eating is not from faith. For, what, for whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. The word of God for the people of God. Let's pray. Lord, I ask you, Lord, that you would be with us this morning, Lord, that you would open our hearts to hear your word, that you would close the distractions, Lord, of the day or of the week that is to come, Lord. But we ask you, Lord, that you would just help us put all that aside so that we can hear your word, Lord. Lord, be with me, Lord, uh, somebody who is shattered, who, who is not worthy to be in this holy place, Lord, but you called me to do it. So I ask you, Lord, that you would just be with me, strengthen me, help me to decrease so that you may increase. In your name, Lord, we pray and we thank you. Amen. So the title of my sermon is called Church Clothes. Church Clothes. Uh, and we're going to that into, get, that, we're gonna get back to that in a minute. But this text is a continuation of what uh, Pastor J.P. Uh, preached about last week. And if you want to call it church, excuse me, if you want to call it, yeah, church hurt part two, you can. Uh, but it is dealing with what we sort of dealt with last week and sort of leaving off from it. But, and, 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 and this is not a coincidence because, you know, our next series in the college ministry, we're going to be dealing with church hurt. So let's go in and get into it. So it's called church clothes, church clothes. But where did I get that from? Okay. Some of y'all know I, 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 I am a true connoisseur of, uh, of Christian hip-hop. My favorite hip-hop artist is Bizzle. We'll get to him a little bit later. But 
My second favorite is Lecrae. And back in 2012, he recorded a, a song, and the name of his album was called Church Clothes. Now, this song, Church Clothes, speaks to church hurt. And this is what he says. This is some of his lyrics that he uh, says, and he's playing a person who's in the church, and this is what he has noticed. He says, plus, I know homegirl are free. Now, how is she singing a solo? I walk into church with a snapback, and they tell me that's a no-no. That's backwards. I lack words for these actors called pastors. All these folks is hypocrites, and that's why I ain't at church. Truthfully, I'm just doing me. I don't want to face no scrutiny. As long as the church keeps wilding out, I can justify all my foolish deeds, smoking weed, pouring it up, keeping that lean in my cup. Yeah, I know right from wrong, but that, but that there ain't going to sell a song. I'd rather sell my soul than save it. If that what makes my money long, it better not be a real God, real hope that heals, that heals hearts, shows me that I ain't living up to all the things he put me here for. It better not be a real church, real saints who, who, pray, real, who pray hard. Let me rock my snapback with the 501Js on. It better not be no real folk who don't think that they're better than you. Better not be a real Jesus, real forgiveness for hurt folk. It ain't, if God gonna take me as I am, I guess I already got on my church clothes. Lecrae is speaking of church hurt that several of us most likely have experienced. But then there's the church to, 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 to let go of legalistic issues that create church hurt and to be a church that is about real love real forgiveness, real hope, a real God that heals broken hearts. So the question is, how do we not create a stumbling block, these, these stumbling blocks that might cause church hurt? Well, there are three ways. The scripture talks about, talks about saying that we must walk in love, which drives our good to be regarded as good, or keep your good good. And to pursue peace in uh, uh, upbringing or a mutual upbringing. So let's get to our first point. Let's walk in love. Walk in love. Paul speaks of, you know, here, uh, Romans 13, Therefore, let us not pass judgment on one another any longer, but rather, but, but rather decide not to put a stumbling block or hindrance in a way of, of a brother. I know and, and persuaded the Lord Jesus, it, it, that nothing is unclean in itself, but it's unclean for anyone who thinks it is unclean. For if your brother is, is grieved by what you eat, you, you are no longer walking in love by what you eat. Do not destroy the one whom Christ died. So if you remember last week, we learned that these weaker converted Christian Jews, they, they still struggled with salvation through keeping the dietary laws by not eating and drinking the foods that, that were considered ritually unclean. Now these more mature Christian Gentiles weren't brought up in just Jewish culture and, and only knew salvation through faith in Christ Jesus and believed that these foods were clean. If, and, and he, Paul goes on and says, but if you 
without consideration, put a stumbling block in the way of these weaker Christians or these Jews, not only will they become hurt, but you are not walking in love. Paul goes on further. He even says, don't allow something simple as eating and drinking destroy whom Christ has died for. Here's an example. <clears throat> when, when I was dating Latifia, most of it was distance. She lived in Florida. I lived in uh, North Carolina, or, or ten, North Carolina and Tennessee at the time. We communicated through letters, phone, and by this new social media called MySpace. I don't know how many of y'all had a MySpace account. And at the time, believe it or not, I didn't care for social media. But when you're dating the hottest woman in the world, you will make sacrifices. So I decided to get myself a MySpace account. Now, now MySpace had an awesome customization program. You could customize backgrounds, fonts, even music. So being the geek that I am, I fully customized my page at the time with my favorite video game, God of War. Now, God of War is a mature, dark video game, and I use the darkest picture, the font, and the music from the game to customize my page. I was proud of my page. I thought it was awesome. Now, one thing, now you got to know, one thing about Latifia and her friends, they were profoundly serious about Christ. So Latifia got a call later that week from her best friend, Carol. Apparently, Carol, her best friend, saw the page and was worried about her best friend dating this weird guy. <laughs> Latifia gave me a call later on that week and was like, what are you into? I'm like, into? Okay. She's like, you're not into nothing dark or some weird stuff, satanic stuff. Or I'm like, ah, what are you talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm not a satanic person. I don't, what, 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 what do you mean? I don't, well, she mentioned my page. She said it was very demonic. I said, oh, you like it? Kind of cool, huh? And I, I tried to explain to her. I said, look, 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 it's nothing demonic. It's nothing satanic. I'm like, I'm about to lose this girl over, over a MySpace account. But I told her, it's, it's, it's not what you think. It's not a big deal. But even as I explained it bothered her so much, I decided to change it. You see, to me, these things were, 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 were not unclean. But for Latifia, it was unclean. For Latifia, this could have been a stumbling block, not just for her, but for other believers like her friend Carol, who might have still had onto some salvific, legalistic views. Let me say this. In this situation, I was oblivious to the fact that a stumbling block might have created, uh, uh, might have been created, and, and I needed to be confronted with it. I say this because sometimes we are oblivious and need to be confronted by people and get discernment through the Holy Spirit. Now, but the greater message is how you respond to these situations. One response could be not to walk in love. Be inconsiderate of my brother and sister, prideful, selfish, and create 
hurt and even destroy the one who Christ died for. Or you could actually walk in love. But what does it mean to walk in love? Let's look at 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. It says that love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It, 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 does, it does not insist on its own way. It, it, is, it, it is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hope all things, endures all things. We are called to walk in love, and that means that we must endure with our brothers and sisters, build them up, consider them, walk with them, and not destroy them. Now think about it. If something is clean and has no effect on your faith, then why create stumbling blocks? Just walk in love and rejoice in the truth with your fellow Christian and eventually what your weaker brother regards as evil will be good. This takes me to my next point. Keep your good good. Romans 14, 16 through 18, it reads, So do not let you, what you regard as good be spoken for as evil. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Whoever thus serves Christ is acceptable to God and approved by men. Paul here is this, this what you regard as good. He's actually talking about the eating and the drinking, that, that particular thing. And he goes and it says, but the kingdom of God is not about that eating and drinking. It's not about the legalistic stuff, but about righteousness, peace, and joy. Through, the Holy, through, the, through what the Holy Spirit is doing. And these Christians, mature Christians, are distorting the, the gospel message by making the gospel message about legalism of eating and drinking. Instead, the mature Christian must walk in love situ- and avoid situations of quarreling and focus on what the kingdom of God is truly about. Righteousness, peace, and joy. By walking in love, what you regard as good will not be spoken of as evil. And this way is pleasing God. And you have approved of man. Here's another illustration. I love these. I always have some illustrations. Got a story for everything. So if you know uh, Erica Campbell. Erica Campbell, she is one of the singers from the famous gospel duo Mary Mary. She also has a gospel show on uh, Gospel 94.5 called The Get Up Morning. I, I hear it every morning. Well, well, years back, Erica Campbell put out a gospel song called I Love God, or I Love God. And it, the song was, I love God. Don't you love God? What's wrong with you? It was kind of corny, but it was true, you know. But she laid her lyrics over a music style called trap music. Now, this style has a negative connotation because it's usually laid over rap lyrics that are about drug life, gang life. And because of this, and because she laid her tracks, uh, her lyrics over the style of music, and she was also rapping in it, the, the, the church community came down hard on Erica. 
telling you're not a real Christian. How can you be a Christian and you have this trap music? How can you be a Christian and you're rapping? How, how, you're messing up. The, they just sort of came down hard. And so Bizzle, who I mentioned earlier, he, 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 he came to the aid of Erica by responding to the critics with a rap song called I Love God Too. With the same style of music that Erica used. And here is a few things what he said, some things that stood out. This is what he said. I just want to lead them all to light. I just want to reach them all through Christ. I think we would all want to see the youth do right. If fishing is the mission, but you keep missing because you're fishing with food that you like. He goes and it says, so when you say what I do is less than holy, just know you're rejecting a whole lot of testimony. Bizzle was saying that you have now, these critics have now made the church so much about legalistic issues that you are missing what the church is truly about and you miss the testimonies of righteousness, of peace and joy through the Holy Spirit. You even miss the testimony of how much Erica loves God. You could even look at on the flip side. Maybe Erica's decision to use trap music wasn't wise with so many Christians who are weaker than her, who regard those things as evil. I grew up uh, where you couldn't play cards, wear jeans, or hats in the church building. I grew up in the church where Kurt Franklin was shunned because of his radical gospel music. I have known churches to discourage public display of affection from married and unmarried couples. But those who walk in love must not allow what is good to be regarded as evil by sacrificing and suppressing our own legalistic quarrels, debates, but focus on what the kingdom is about. Being a youth pastor for nearly 20 years, I can tell you that a lot of teens have a negative view of the church. It is because friends and family and society in general, TV shows like Greenleaf and social media, unawareness, and, and of course, real church hurt clouds their mind with the idea that the gospel message is only about eating and drinking. And sad to say that in some Christian circles, there is some truth to this. But walking in love, through the power of the Holy Spirit, can change that mentality, and then we can begin to pursue peace in mutual upbringing. My last point. So let us pursue what, what makes peace and for, mutual, for mutual upbuilding. Do not for the sake of food destroy the work of God. Everything indeed is clean, but it is wrong for anyone to make an, uh, another stumbling block by what he eats. It is good not to eat meat or drink wine or do anything that causes your brother to stumble. The faith that you have, keep it between yourself and God. Blesses the one who has no reason to pass judgment on himself for what he approves. But whosoever has doubt Doubts is condemned if he eats because the eating is not from faith. For whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. 
Paul goes on and says that when, you, when it comes to eating and drinking, you should, uh, uh, these mature Christians, you, you can exercise your, your, your Christian freedom, but when it comes to pursuing peace and mutual upbringing, your freedom is subordinate to the needs of others so, that, so they will not stumble. This phrase, keep it to yourself, is not a mutual upbuilding. It is a personal conviction. This word, yourself, a lot of times in the Bible you see you and your, and it's always plural. This particular word, yourself, in the text is singular. Some might feel convicted to eat certain foods, but others might not. So do not quarrel or debate about priorities of these issues. These legalistic issues divide and tear us down. But peace and mutual understanding is what Christ, about, is in Christ, and that's what builds up. But he does say, if this conviction is based on salvific reason, then it is sin, because it's not based on faith, but works. Ephesians 2, excuse me, Ephesians uh, 4, 2 through 5 reads, with all humility, look at that word, humility, gentleness, with patience, that's all love right there, with bearing one another in love, eager to maintain, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. There is one body, one spirit, just as you were called to one, one hope that belongs to your call. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. I don't see anything in there about any legalistic thing. I see one Lord, that's our foundation. We're called to live in peace and unity under the banner of the only foundation, and that's Christ. Here's another one, 1 Corinthians 8, which is actually dealing with the same thing, but on the flip side. 1 Corinthians 8, 1 through 3, now concerning food offered to idols. We know that all of us possess knowledge. This knowledge puffs up, but love builds up. If anyone imagines that he, he knows something, he, he does not yet know as he ought to know. But if anyone loves God, he is known by God. I, I love this text because this word knowledge could be convictions or some understanding of something. But these convictions do nothing, actually, and, and they can build pride or swell our heads. But love builds up. Love builds up. Most of you know my wife and I are probably the only ones that call JP, Pastor JP. One reason I call him pastor is due to my cultural upbringing. Growing up in a black church, we were taught to honor those older and those in authority, especially pastors and bishops. To, uh, I do this with, with all pastors, not, not just JP. I, I do this out of honor to God by respecting those who have given their lives to serve Christ. This is a personal conviction. JP told me to stop calling him Pastor JP. But I can do that because it's not a mutual upbringing. I cannot call him JP. <laughs> Sometimes I struggle with it. I won't lie. And, and I struggle when I hear other people, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, because I hear so many people call pastors by their first name. And I'm like, you would never call your boss by their first name. I'm like, man, put some respect on that, right? But again, this is a personal conviction that cannot be debated or quarreled at the sake of tearing down peace 
and mutual upbringing of the kingdom of God. Because what truly matters is, is what we all agree about Christ. A lot of us might have several other convictions. You know, drums or electric guitar in a church. Listening to secular music and drinking alcohol. Political issues. Dressing casual versus formal. Getting a tattoo. Going to the club. Which worship style is more holy? Traditional? Contemporary? Charismatic? Or allowing the pastor to eat first or or for the pastor to get the the biggest chicken. Everybody eating on paper plates, he getting the fine china. And see? For some, these convictions attribute, now hear this, for some, these convictions attribute to salvation and believe that these habits secure their salvation, and that is wrong. Instead, walking in love, pursue peace and mutual upbringing. Instead of that, many are flooded with these and many other convictions that only create confusion and division and stumbling blocks and creates cliques. Especially when I was in college, you know, this group can speak in tongues. This group are teachers and, and this group over here, they're the weaker Christians. They stay by themselves. It's there. I'm sorry. We must suppress these convictions so those weaker might come to know the righteousness, the peace and joy and mutual upbuilding through the Holy Spirit. So if we walk in love, what we do will not be regarded as evil. And we will also be able to pursue peace and focus on our mutual upbuilding. But let me, I want you to hear me clearly. None of this, we can do none of this without first knowing the one who just didn't, who, 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 who wasn't just walking in love, but was love walking. Our ability to walk in love is completely based on faith in Jesus Christ and not on any other convictions. That's the only thing. If there's anybody who's offended the most of church hurt, it's Jesus Christ because he went to the cross for it. His church in his day hurt so many people who couldn't follow the rules. And he went to the cross for it, for our sins, because we couldn't get it together. Our own convictions couldn't do it. The blood and goats of, uh, the, the blood of goats and bulls just couldn't do it. Every day we have to be reminded that it was the blood of Jesus and the resurrection that what is what makes us whole and complete. This has to drive our righteousness, not by what we eat or drink or even on our Christian freedom, but on the foundation of Jesus Christ. Paul says it best, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. I want to leave you with these lyrics of the gospel artist Jonathan McReynolds who says, See, may your struggles keep you near the cross. And may your troubles show that you need God. And may your battle end the way they should. 
And may your bad days prove that God is good. See, may your whole life prove that God is good. You see, in our worst, our darkest, most sinful days sometimes, we try to prove to others and ourselves that we're still righteous through our legalism. Instead, we should walk in love and let others see God on our worst day. Let others see how God is good. Let others see that our righteousness is found in Christ. Let others know that they don't got it together. Thus, I need to keep near the cross. Let others know that we can wear our church clothes, walk in love, let things be regarded as good, pursue peace and mutual upbuilding through Jesus Christ, our foundation. Let's pray. Let's pray. Lord, Forgive us, Lord, for taking your convictions that we have to a place that would hurt others, Lord. Help us, Lord, as your church to walk in love and forsake our own personal legalism, Lord, but walk in love, the love that you had to walk in, Lord, so that they may see you that brings righteousness. In your name, Lord, I pray and I thank you. Amen.